0: Good evening, those brethren at Berea, I spoke about them this evening, they went home and searched the scriptures, and they were, they were just a little bit more noble, weren't they? You know what made them more noble? It says up there in verse 8, they talked about this king, ones in italics, Jesus, King Jesus. They were children of the king, that's what made them nobility. So if we're, if we're going to be noble, that's what will make us noble, noble, is being his child, him being our king. That's what that is. And that goes well with that. Paul got kicked out of town, didn't he? He went in their synagogues in those religious places where religious people were. People read their Bible. And he preached to them. He stood on his hind two legs, looked them dead in the eye, and said, Christ is king. That very same Jesus you all killed, that's him. And they hated him. They hated him. Every one of those apostles died except for John. They cast him out to an island. They hated him. Did you know that they were warned ahead of time that that was going to happen? I heard a man of old said that one time. I don't know if it was a famous writer or a man of God. I don't know. It was was right. broke clocks right twice a day, isn't it? And they said, you know, if you're warned ahead of time for something, it's a little bit easier to bear. It is. If I I go to the dentist and they talk me through like a little child, everything, now we're going to give you this, shot and you're going to feel a pinch up in there it's going to hurt real bad but just be for a second i can i can deal with that a whole lot better if i know what's coming uh when when paul and silas and barnabas and the rest of them went out two by two two by two not a man sitting in his living room having a bible study and calling himself a preacher i've told you it ain't gonna work and then you either believe me you won't or god will prove it out to you if you're his but when they, they went out two by two uh they were they knew what they was walking into and them brethren saw they was going to lynch them. And they said, you, you go on, get out of here. Go by night. We'll handle it. We'll take the beating. Jason said, that's all right. I'll take a beating for you. And you keep preaching. Paul was warned ahead of time of that, just as the apostles were warned ahead of time that this was coming, just as I've been warned ahead of time that this is coming. And if the Lord raises up another preacher, they ought to be warned. Trouble's brewing. It's going to come. Let's look in our text here in John 16 tonight. We remember, I think this will be good for you. We're everyone going to face some troubles. And, and if you're a child, I want to say this as plain as I can. If you're a child of God, the Lord's going to make you stand with Christ against this world. It, it, it's going to happen. Now, it might be something we would another would consider very mild. It might be a slight disagreement with somebody you talk to at the water cooler. I don't know. I don't know what the Lord's providence would be for his children. Or it might be something bold. Like old John Huss, that, that they got a statue and a day for now in, in Czech Republic. They burnt the man at the stake. Well, we loved him. If we were alive then, we'd have loved him. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You'd have been right there with them. I would have, wouldn't I? The only the only difference would be the grace of God working in somebody. And it's a rarity. There's a remnant. But for, for, for those that's going to suffer and 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 you might get kicked out of religious circles, they won't be upset with you no more. Those people you used to go church with and then the Lord saved you out of that, you, you can't you can't talk about the you don't speak the same language. They don't hear. And and you're speaking something they don't understand, and they can't have fellowship one with another. You can't be yoked with them. That means you can't be hooked up together and do some work, get something done. You can't pull up. you'll pull in circles. <laughs> You're not evenly yoked. Now, you might say, Kevin, that ain't my experience. Maybe it ain't your experience yet. Maybe the Lord ain't saved you. Maybe the Lord ain't worked in you yet. Maybe the Lord ain't made you stand for him and his gospel and against yourself. That's true if you're on a deserted island. I've told you, a fellow was there on an island and they rescued him. He's all by himself and there's three huts. I said, what's them three huts? He said, well, that one's where I live. I said, what's the other one? Said, that's where I go to church. What's that third one? He goes, that's where I used to go to church. I got tired of them people down there too stuffy. <laughs> they didn't like that fella. Good thing he didn't have a mirror, huh? He might have cut that fellow shaving him. Here in John 16, remember our Lord since chapter 13, this is that same night. He washed their feet, he gave them bread to eat, and, and supped with them, and and he told Judas, he said, you go do what you got to do. And they thought he was out buying meat. They thought he was out doing something because he was the treasurer. He was the only one that had any appearance of an office above the other ones. Does that make you want to seek an office in the Lord's church? He was on it, and they assumed he was greater than the rest of them. And so he's speaking from John 13, all the way until Judas comes back, to those 11. Those 11. And you think he, he told Paul the same thing when he took him out for two or three years out in Asia? You bet he did. <laughs> he speaks to him. He says here in John 16, verse 1, he says, These things have I spoken unto you, that you should not be offended. Is that what it says? Don't be offended. Not that you got your feelings hurt. We'll see what the word means here in a second. It says in verse 2, They shall put you out of the synagogues. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God's service. And these things will they do unto you because they have not known the Father nor me. They don't know God. Boy, that's a bold statement. He said it, not me. They're going to do these things because they don't know God. But these things have I told you. I've told you this because that way when a time comes, that when the time shall come, ye may remember that I told you of them. You're going to think, why are they so mad at me? I just told you what he said. You're going to remember that time right then. I said, my spirit, you're going to remember I told you these. And these things I said not unto you at the beginning because I was with you. They was against me when I was with you. They liked you just fine. Now I'm going to go to the Father and they're going to come after you and we'll see that, that keeps happening, keeps happening, keep. they're going to brag on the dead ones. And they're going to they will not stand, they'll go against God's man in that day. That's it's always been that way, and ain't gonna change till the Lord comes. Verse 5 But i But now I go my way to him that sent me, and none of you asketh me whither goest thou. But because I have said these things unto you, I just told you this. It's got trouble's coming. I'm going to my father. Sorrow hath filled your heart. This is hard for you. He's gonna tell them later on. He said, There's a whole lot of stuff I'm gonna tell you. You can't handle it right now. You're young believers. You you can't we, we enter, we see things through a, a glass dimly. I mean, we, we barely know anything. And the ma- ma- majesty of God and his power and his wisdom. Well, he is, but boy, we ain't we ain't got a handle on it. We ain't got him in a box just yet. He said, sorrows filled your heart because I've told you this. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. Paul asked her in Galatians 4 16. He said, Are you mad at me because I tell you the truth? I've, been, I've had people mad at me because I told them what God said. They get mad. Lord said, nevertheless, whether it hurts your feelings or not, i tell you the truth. It's expedient for you. This is a good news. It's expedient for you. It's necessary for you. It's good for you that I go away. I have to go to the Father. I have to ascend. That's what he's saying. I have to suffer. I have to die. And I have to rise again. For if I go not away, if I don't do this, the comforter ain't going to come. But if I depart, I'll send him to you. He says, I will. If I depart, I will. I shall send him to you. If if he doesn't arise, what's the comforter going to tell you? He ain't got no good news. <laughs> ain't nothing to tell you. The work's not been finished. If the work's finished, he's got good news to tell you. If there's still something left to do, that's bad news because I can't do it. People that think themselves wise, people that think themselves holy, they think they can do it. I can't. It don't work that way. That's bad news. To be warned of something before it happens makes it just a little bit more bearable, doesn't it? I don't want you offended when most people you preach to, apostles, they're going to be offended. I don't want you put off. I don't want you trapped in these things. Don't get discouraged. Fear not their faces. And if they pick up stones, you just keep preaching. And if, they, if people want to talk about mature believers, I'll tell you what a mature believer was. Somebody really grown in faith. Oh, did they hum whenever they sang? Did they, oh, they all they quoted all the scripture. No, they stoned Stephen to death. And while they stoned him to death, he said, God, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. That's a mature, I want to be mature like that. And I tell you what, only God can do it. Only he can do it. What's this offense the Lord was talking about? You know what that Greek word there, offense, means? It's a few times in the New Testament. Scandalizo. Scandalizo. That's where we get the word scandal. It's scandalous. Not offense like, oh, I kind of don't like that. Everybody's offended in our day, isn't it? Uh, everybody and their brother. That's some modern talk. Groups. That'll get some heads nodding, won't it? Offense? Oh, I'm offended. You're offended. That's offensive. I can't. It's scandalous is what this word means. It's a trap. It literally means a trap, entices to sin, apostasy, displeasure. It stirs up, it gets a hold of them, and they can't let it go, and they get mad. It traps them. It ensnares them. Turn over to Matthew 11. There's, a, there's several places here in the New Testament this word's mentioned, but I, wanted to look, I want us to look at just this one. That's what comes to mind first. Matthew 11. This is one of the first time I preached. I preached out of this passage here Matthew 11 look at verse 6 this is the Lord Jesus Christ speaking and you can take him at his word he says and blessed is he blessed you want to talk about somebody that's blessed he's telling you what it is blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me not be scandalized not get in a trap and not get pent up and, and provoked to sin because of me that's the blessed person, the person that can hear about Christ and nothing but Christ day in and day out, and it makes them happy. That person's blessed, and they're not offended. They're not offended in him. Remember, those people we looked at a couple of weeks ago, they didn't hate Christ because he healed the sick. That didn't make a mad. I'd, I'd love for him to heal the sick. <laughs> Go fix my knee and my back and whatever ails you, right? They didn't. They didn't hate him. They didn't go against him. The world didn't despise him because he fed people. Because he fed five thousand, he fed seven thousand. He fed people day in and day out. That didn't bother them. It, it didn't make him mad. He made a whole bunch of wine. I mean, a couple hundred gallons of good wine. Well, we might get mad tomorrow. <laughs> mad in the morning, huh? That didn't make him mad. It didn't make him mad. The mad because he raised the dead. Because he brought Lazarus out of the ground. They said, look how much he loved him. How he wept. They were mad because of his words, not the miracle. It was the message because of what he said. And he said, blessed is the man that's not offended in me. Well, what's the words, as he said? Look up verse two. Now, when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, John the Baptist, he sent two of his disciples and they said unto him, art thou he that should come or do we look for another? And Jesus answered and said to them, go and show John again. Those things which ye do here, you go tell him what you hear, what you hear me preaching. Tell them what you hear me say. And that you see it's proven to you. I've heard it and I've seen it. What? What do they hear? What do they see? The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised up. And the poor. Those are all miracles, ain't they? And the poor have the gospel preached to them. What guilt I have for the thousands of messages I could have heard, and I forsook. My pastor told me, he said, you're not only responsible for what you did here, you're responsible for what you could have heard. That's so, isn't it? Thousands I missed. Thousands. Thousands I sat through and just slept slept there. I had to pinch inside of my leg, to try to keep myself awake, because Henry catched me at the back door and said, was you up late last night? Why don't you take a nap before you come here? It's serious business. Hmm. He listed these things. The poor have the gospel preached to them. What was the first thing he said? Verse 5. The blind received their sight. That's offensive to some people, isn't it? What's that mean if the blind receive their sight? That means you're blind. Well, I see just fine. I can read the Word. I can memorize the Word. I can tell you what the Word says. Yeah, but you don't have a clue what it is. You're blind to what the gospel is in there. You don't see it. Born blind. Born unable to see the light of Christ. In providence, in creation, in the word, and whatever. You don't see it because you're blind. And he must give sight for somebody to see. That's a miracle. Spiritual, we're not talking about physical sight. We're talking about spiritual sight. The Lord healed a, a man blind from birth over in John 9, didn't he? We looked at that at, at length. And he healed that fella. And his parents, they said, we're going to get kicked out of synagogue. I don't, I don't know if he saw. Maybe he's lying since birth. I don't know. They didn't want to get in trouble with church. They didn't want to get on church punishment. And those Pharisees, they caught the Lord outside, and they said they heard all the words he said, and they said, Are "You saying we're blind also? Is that what you're saying?" And God Almighty in human flesh spoke to him, and he said, "If you were blind, you'd have no sin. If you were blind, your sins be clear. You'd know what I was talking about." But now you say we see. I see. I see. I get it. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, really? Therefore, your sin remaineth. That simple? Lord, don't preach complicated messages, does he? Does he? Sin blinds us spiritually. The sin that we're born with, that Adam gave to us. So we we come up. We did every bit of it ourselves too. Any way you can cut it, we're to blame. It blinds us. And he must give us new eyes. If we're going to be given eyes to see, he has to do it. Does that offend you? Does that entrap you? Does that, you no knowing, does that put you off a little bit? He says the lame walk. That means you're unable to walk. That's offensive to a lot of people. By nature... People talk about man's free will. Let me tell you what God says about man's free will. We know what people say. We know what the God of our imagination says. Let me tell you what God says about it. Here's what his word says. John five thirty nine. 39 what it says. He says, search the scriptures. Go home and read your Bible. I'm going to go read my Bible. Well, good. But you will not have to have somebody preach it to you. You ain't going to figure it out. He said, search the scriptures. For in them ye think you have eternal life. You think I can read this book. I can figure it out. Itself, and I'll walk my way to God. I can walk a righteous path by reading this word. He said, and they are they. All this, it testifies of me. Testifies of me. That's what it is. He said, and you will not come to me. What's man's will? He will not come to me that you might have life. That's man's will. It's dead. It won't come to God. And it can't. It can't. By nature, we will not and we cannot come to God. He said, John 6, no man can come to me. The word dodectahedron is not in there. This ain't a complicated math problem, is it? No man can come to me except the Father which has sent Him, sent me draw him. to draw him. God's going to have to draw you. If the lame's going to walk, he's got to make you walk to him. God must give us the power to walk in paths of righteousness to come to Christ. And that's what the path of righteousness is. Coming to him, coming to his cross, bow down to it. Well, we go, now, we've got to walk in faith, don't we? What did Paul say to the church at Corinth? Those brethren at Corinth. He said, God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. If a lame's going to walk, it's him doing it. Flat out, 100%. I didn't have anything to do with it. I didn't let him. (laughs) I didn't do it. He did it. Does that offend you? Is that a trap that make you stumble? Is that scandalous? I can't believe he said such a thing. A friend of mine preached last week, one of the best messages I've heard. In a long time. And he got scathing reviews. He got scandalous reviews. People, they got about five emails. Said, said, you need to go listen to some messages. What are you preaching? That was beautiful. May make you mad, glad, or sad, won't it? Are we lepers? said, the lepers are cleansed. I ain't no leper. Look at me. I have no bacterial infection in my epidermis. They always talk about, no, on the inside, you're rotten. Rotting. You get that? That's where we get the word, them children are rotten. That's an old Appalachian saying, for they are rotting on the inside, for they are dead in trespasses and sin. They're rotten. They'll cut your throat if they knew how to. That's what we are. That means we're dirty. We're lepers. We're unclean. Isaiah said, he said, but we are all as an unclean thing. That means it can't be in the presence of God. And all of our righteousness, they're filthy rags. They are used menstruation cloths. That's as vulgar as you can get. Well, we're much worse than that. On the inside. Outside might be clean, huh? We fade as a leaf and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. We think we're just fine. Well, I've been saved my whole life. I went to conferences. I've got a I went two thousand miles to get there. I know all the right people. I've sat in the right churches. I was underneath the right men preaching the gospel. I must be saved. Your iniquities took you away. That offensive? The Lord went further than that. He said, Woe well, unto you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, you hypocrites, for you're like whited sepulchers. You, you indeed seem beautiful outwardly. He said, But within are full of dead men bones and all of uncleanness. We're lepers. We're born in sin and spiritual leprosy, and he must cleanse us. He's the only one that can do it. Did I offend you? you get tripped up on that? Next week, Lord willing, we'll look at the Holy Ghost conviction. That's required. Not law conviction. Not mommy and daddy conviction. God, the Holy Ghost has to come to you and say, "Your sin, not sins. Sin. What is sin? Because you didn't believe on me, the Lord said. Oh, what? You ever heard that on TV? We're the feminine noun, sin, because we had unbelief. Somebody went to Old Whitefield one time and they said, He said, brother, I'm just drowning in my sin. He said, what's wrong with you? He said, well, I did this bad and I did that bad and I thought these things bad. He said, yeah, and then what? So what? He said, well, yeah, but I drank this and I smoked that and I said these things and I went here. And? He said, well, ain't you offended yet? And didn't that that do the trick? He said, I heard you say nothing but you not believe in God. How many times a day do I read that word? And I said, oh, what's going to happen? What am I going to do? Lord's on his throne. We're lepers, ain't we? We're deaf. We don't hear those things. Deaf are given ears to hear. We have to be healed of deafness. That means you can't hear nothing. You didn't have ears to hear. We can't hear his son. Lord opened heaven, the heavens. He spoke from there. And he said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And those on that Mount of Transfiguration, he commanded them. He said, hear ye him hear ye him you can't you'll sleep right through it unless he wakes you up and gives you ears to hear lord said many times such the word he that has ears to hear let him hear well everyone heard him say that no they didn't they audibly heard something in that vibration in the eardrum they didn't hear in the heart did they spiritual deafness is what he's talking about they can't hear grace they can't hear mercy They can't hear long-suffering gentleness meekness kindness they can't hear rest they can't hear peace, be still. They're just fluttering around. The man had a son with a dumb spirit. It tore him and he foamed at the mouth and he bit people and the disciples went to him and they couldn't cast out that spirit. So that man brought the boy to the master, didn't he, Mike? And he said, if you believe, all things can take place, can't it? And he said, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. I believe, help my unbelief. And the Lord took out the dumb and deaf spirit from the boy. Oh, boy, we think Eddie. <laughs> we doing voodoo magic and getting demons out of people? No. <laughs> he is saving somebody. That's what he's showing us, isn't it? I believe, help my own belief. For us to hear, for us to be able to speak like a child of God. Remember us looking at that deaf man? He couldn't talk right. That's proof that the ear ain't working. I hear people say things, and I think, well, they're they deaf. <laughs> Plain. We must, he must heal us of our deafness. He must heal us of our dumbness. We can't do it. And just like that boy, he said after he took that dumb and deaf spirit out of him, he was sore whenever it came out of him. Everybody thought so much he's dead. If the Lord takes that deafness out of you, you're going to be sore. Some people may think you're dead, but he's going to go and touch you and you'll rise. It'll hurt. You'll be all right. It's good. That's good. If the, Lord, if the Lord wounds you to give you life, that's a good thing. You get over it; you'll be just fine. Christ will lift you up at the end of that. Is that offensive? That, that tie you up? That scandalous? There, in verse five, says the dead are raised. For somebody to be raised from the dead, you have to be dead. That makes sense. I'm not dead. I'm breathing. I'm walking, that's a big, that's a huge, the fact that we hear, that we talk, that we see, and that we breathe oxygen, our heart beats, that's a hindrance to natural man. We think we're fine. Lord said the dead are raised. We're just talking about Lazarus coming out of the tomb. Dead bones are given life, ain't they? Paul said that in Colossians 2 said, you being dead in your sins and the uncirc- uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened, he's gave life together with him. Surely we're never offended, are we? This isn't just a message that the Lord preaches that that they're blessed if they're not offended in. That's not us. We don't ever get offended, do we? Yeah, we do. Nothing changed. The Lord might save somebody. We still have this body of death that we're carrying around. We don't rise above. We don't get more noble. We don't get a little more holy and a little more experienced. We all think we're grown ups, don't we? What if I was an apostle? What if I was chosen? A real one. Well, if I was one of the 11? But I think I, I'm good now. I'm good to go. That's what happened in Luke 18, wasn't it? That young man said, I've kept all these things. Rich young ruler said, I've kept all these things for my youth up. He thought he'd kept everything. In Matthew 26, the Lord talked talk to those people, those 11. He said, "Ye shall all shall be offended because of me this night. For it's written, I'll smite the shepherd and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. But after this, I'll be risen. And I will go before you into Galilee. And Peter said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, I will never be offended. Or watch you nevers, huh? I'll never. You'll start never, never like you've never, never before. I'll never be offended. And Jesus said this same night, Before the cock crow, you'll deny me thrice. And Peter said unto him, Though I should die with thee, yet I will not deny thee. He doubled down, didn't he? Matthew twenty six thirty five ends with Likewise also said all the disciples. Have I said that? <laughs> I'll stand for this gospel if it kills me. I might I might not. If he makes me stand, if he gives me life, then I will. Ain't that right? Have you ever said that? I'll never forsake this gospel. <laughs> I might I might not. The Son of God had to bear that winepress alone. We had nothing to do with it. When he gave us life, we weren't weren't on the scene yet. (laughs) We didn't have our hand to it. That covenant of grace was declared before time. Salvation is of the Lord. Life is of him. I never want to be offended that I'm an unable sinner. I never want to be offended that Christ is the victorious Savior on his throne, that all the work's accomplished. I never want the good news to be boring and make me slothful and me to be lukewarm. You know what lukewarm is? That's room temperature. That's that's some code words in the EMT community. If somebody's room temperature, that means they're dead. You get that? The Lord said, I do not have you lukewarm. I'll spit you out of my mouth. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be offended by this. I pray God makes this gospel new to me and and, and the preaching of christ and him crucified just precious every day all day every day matthew 11:15, 15 the blind receive their sight the lame walk matthew 11:5, 5 the blind receive their sight the lame walk the leopards are cleansed the deaf hear the dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them that's what these men was about to go do they was about to go preach the gospel some do not seem offended sometimes they may even rejoice turn over to mark chapter 4 with me mark chapter 4 some may rejoice but then when that offense comes from somebody else from their friends from the, someone they respect more than they respect the lord that's as plain as I can put it when when the offense comes from someone they respect more than they respect god they'll leave it you'll go you're you'll, you will land where your allegiance is that's so when the trial comes, they fall away. Look here in Mark 4. Let me get there. Mark 4, verse 16. The Lord gave that parable of the sowers, of the what the seed lands on, the stony ground and the briar patches and things. And explain explained this thing here in verse 16. Mark 4, 16. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. Right then, I don't have to think about this. Woo, that's the gospel, and I love it. That's it. That's the right doctrine. I'm in the right church. I found the right preacher. Right now, I'm happy. They receive it with gladness. you happy? They received it with gladness. What's verse 17 say? And they have no root in themselves. Oh, Lord, keep, keep me. That's for so long. At Salvation, I was 18 inches away. I had every bit of it right here. I was happy about it, but there's no root in me. That root of Jesse didn't dwell in me yet. Lord saved me in the heart. He said they have no root in themselves and so endure for a time. How long is that time? I've seen it go 35 years. Well, I'll be 43. I've seen I've seen it go 41 and a half years. I've seen people sit underneath the gospel and profess to believe it and work hard and give their money and their time and their sweat and everything else. And then say, hey, I'm tired of doing that. They rejoice for a time. Maybe it's three three days. Maybe it's 30 years. I don't know. Afterward, when affliction or persecution ariseth for the word's sake. Because what's said? Oh, well now, now it's God's point free no more. It's going to cost me some comfort. It's going to cost me some friendships. It's going to cost me grandma and grandpa. For the word's sake, immediately they are. What's that say? offended they're taught they're caught up in a scandal they're tore apart they're pulled away where's that leave you where's that leave me begging (laughs) lord keep me don't let me be an offense and don't let me be offended let me bow to your word let me preach your word without worrying about me being offended or anybody else being offended let me stand on your truth let me stand on your christ Back in our text there in verse 2. I want to touch one more thing. We'll save the rest for next next week. He's telling these these things. Verse 1, John 16, 1. These things have I spoken unto you that you should not be offended. And he goes on, verse 2. They shall put you out of the synagogues. You know what that meant? That, well, if you get kicked out of church, you just go to the next town, right? No, 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 no. no. That's, remember, the, remember the blind man, Lord Hill? He got booted. You can't get married there. So that means your wedding's unofficial. That's scandalous. Isn't it? You, you can't have a funeral there. They're going to, have to bury you in some parking lot somewhere. You can't have business transactions with people that go to that synagogue. You're out of work. What are you gonna do? Sell stuff on the side of the road? Your life in this world got thrown away. Everything you knew, everything, all them friends you have. You're gonna get blocked from Facebook. Or whatever kick you out of the synagogue they'll they'll take away everything you thought was right yea the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think he doeth god's service there's going to come a time there was a time whenever the jews shortly after our lord left this earth and after they killed those apostles they if if they killed a heretic or they killed someone that was an apostate it was counted exactly as the same as if they had a burnt sacrifice instead of you sacrificing a lamb at the altar look oh i killed a heretic the other day oh you're fine you're good. Has anything changed? Well, we can't murder people in the street in this country, can we? Years ago, I, I know there's some face. I'll talk to y'all about this someday. I'll do a history history lesson on it in private. Uh, Don used to preach at a place called Lookout, West Virginia, for nine years. Did you know that? And then he didn't preach there anymore. And there hasn't been a gospel preacher in Lookout, West Virginia, that I've know of since. The Lord moved him to Danville and used him mightily. They fought him tooth and toenail. Henry used to preach at a place called Pollard Baptist Church. About five years, four or five years. And while I was there, they only had three children. And it was a young family with young kids. That gets real expensive, and they wouldn't make much money. And he was preaching the truth. He got up, and he said what God says right here in his word. And People said, you need to reconsider what you're saying. And those sweet grandmas in that Sunday school class, you know what they did? They got together in their Sunday school class, in the elderly women's class, and they made a covenant between one another. They did. You know what that covenant was? They said, if we can't vote him out, we'll starve him out. Does that sound like grace to you? Does that sound like sweet church people? They're doing this for God. They're doing this for God's service. Why don't they just pack and leave? Sell everything, God, and move where the gospel is. They didn't know no gospel. That's what the Lord told them. He said, they don't know me. And they don't know the Father. And they hate God. Them strong words god's word, did not I? he has to keep it from those things he said that in matthew 23 he talked to those pharisees and he said all those prophets of old you killed them you say you love you say you abraham's children we love moses we don't need you i told you that last time it, it, all throughout history they burned husks at the stake and and they praised Whitfield. And then they got to Calvin and them and they said, We love Huss. And then they got to Spurgeon and said, We ain't gonna listen to you. What's wrong with you? Why are you making all these books? We love Calvin. And I saw a guy on TV the other day They named their firstborn son Spurgeon. And I promise you, dollars to donuts, that man wouldn't sit underneath one message Spurgeon had to preach. He don't believe that gospel one lick. I I topped this up from a message I heard. World hate Lord hated all those. The world hates those that preach the gospel in that day. And as soon as they're gone, they don't have to listen to them and they can read what they want to read out of a book or out of a commentary, then they're just fine with them. But if they had to sit and just take what's coming that week, you've got to eat what food's laid out that week. They, they hate them and they can't stand them and they don't want nothing to do with them. Oh, Henry said, <clears throat> Brother Barnard. Everybody loves Brother Barnard. There's a place in North Carolina, there's a place in Canada, and there's a place in Arizona that promotes the Roth Barnard libraries. They promote them. Everybody loves Barnard, don't they? When he was on this earth, he had very few friends. He preached a bunch of places once. (laughs) He preached a bunch of places one time. Very few places have him back, wouldn't it? Henry said that out loud, and people hated him at the time. They said, "Don't you dare say that." We love Brother Barnard. Who are you, Henry Mayhan? And then Henry died, and now on sermon audio, he's a choice speaker. You know that? He has staff picks. And they won't have anything, the same people that picked it won't have anything to do with them simple country bumpkin preachers that's out there telling the truth right now. That fellow down in Pike County, Kentucky. Wow, that's an old diesel mechanic. We can't listen to that fella. That's God's man. And how you treat the God's man in that day is how you would treat him whenever he was walking this earth. We're fools if we think anything different. Henry said this, HTM. <laughs> I put it next to it so I wouldn't forget. California needs to hear this. I don't know about any place else in the world. I wasn't sent to any other state in the world. I was sent to this state. This state needs to hear this. Never trust a man who spends all his time talking about dead preachers. It's the easiest thing in the world to follow a dead preacher and to brag on them and to hate the one that God has on the scene at this time. You see, that is the normal pharisaical spirit. That's why I told him in Matthew 23. He said, you, 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 you decorate the, the tombs of those people you'd killed and if you was alive in that day, you'd have killed every one of them. He knew their heart, didn't he? Verse three, John 16, three. And these things will they do unto you because they have not known the Father nor me. Hmm. Does that mean we burn heretics? Does that mean we burn apostates? Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians, corinthians 6 9 those saints at corinth he said you know not know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of god be not deceived you know this neither fornicators nor adulterers nor adulterers nor effeminate nor abusers of themselves with mankind nor thieves nor covetous nor drunkards nor right revilers nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of god that that hits everybody don't it? does that cover the whole gambit and he says, to those saints, and such were some of you. All right. Remember those days? Remember those days? What are we supposed to do when they come after us when, you know, when we're offended or somebody else is offended? I my my first thing is let me take out my fisherman's knife and I'll take both ears off. <laughs> People say I don't want to fight, I do. That's wrong. That's a wrong thing. Turn over to Luke 9. I'll I'll hurry, get you out of here. Luke 9. Luke 9, verse 51. And it came to pass. I hope I take this to heart for me. It came to pass when the time was come that he should be received up. He steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem and sent messengers before his face. And they went and entered into the village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. And they did not receive him because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. The Samaritans want nothing to do with him. And when his disciples, James and John, those sons of Zebedee, those sons of thunder, they said, Lord, wilt thou that we command fire come down from heaven and consume them, even as Elias did? They won't let you into their cities, Lord. You let me call down fire and brimstone. Right now, we'll burn them alive. If they don't bow to you. That's good, isn't it? Isn't that defending? That's killing people for the gospel's sake going toe-to-toe with them? Is that in a comment blog, on a blog post? Let me tell you something. That's what it is today, because we don't have fire and brimstone to people, isn't it? Use our words. Verse 55, but the Lord turned, and he rebuked them, and he said, ye know not what manner of spirit ye are. There's a spirit in you that wants to burn this place to the ground, and you don't know what spirit, if that's the flesh or that's a spirit, you don't know which one that is. For the Son of Man has not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went on to another village. And Now what he did to us? Didn't we want to not have nothing to do with him? Weren't we revilers? Weren't we adulterers? Weren't we extortioners? Covetous? We graduate to frugal. <laughs> that was us, wasn't it? Compassion, mercy, grace is what he's talking about. Back in our text, in John 16. Verse 4. But these things have I told you, that when the time shall come, you may remember that I told you of them. I hope I remember when these times come to me. And these things I said not unto you at the beginning, because I was with you. You didn't need to know it then, but you do now. But now I go my way to him that sent me, and none of you asketh me whether goest thou. But because I've said these things unto you, sorrow hath filled your heart. This is coming. It may be something big, it may be something little. It may be something big to you, and something little to me. Maybe something big to me, something little to you. But it's going to happen. You know, we have sorrowful hearts. He said, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's expedient for you that I go away. This is good that this is going to happen to you. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will. And say I might. Or if you're good little boys and girls, I'll send him. Uh-uh. Where, where's he at now? He's departed from us, is not he? He's on his throne. He said, I will Send him unto you, I will, i will i pray i I pray I could pray, Do you know that? you ever prayed, Lord, help me pray I pray, Lord, make me pray, send your spirit, teach me, teach me, make me gracious, make me merciful, make me like your son, amen, all right, brother Martin.